Put the fucking mic on. How we doing, folks? It's your boy, DP Barstool Sports Starting Nine, and you are listening to the End of the Bench. Scoot your ass down. Welcome to episode 83 of End of the Bench. On this episode, we will discuss Philip Rivers and the Chargers are mutually parting ways. Tom Brady is testing out free agency. Patriots fans, are you worried? I don't know. Jack Peterson trade is actually not happening. MLB is planning on a radical change in the postseason, and I'm going to have the floor and absolutely go off on Rob Manfred again, so stay tuned to that. And we also have a bench player of the week, and we're talking XFL and a little drama in the building with Joel Embiid. Before we get into our major topic of the, this podcast, let's talk cannabolics. That's right. Bingo, baby. So I actually have been taking the, the gummies consistently. Oh, okay. I used the gel last night. Oh, after you hit the gym? After I hit the gym. So, you know, as we talk about all the time, they focus on using CBD. Um, the, um, Cannabolics focus on using CBD to aid health and athletic performance, hence now the gummies and um, the gel we got, which was it's amazing, while delivering the highest quality CBD products and education in the industry. They have everything from roll-on smoothing freeze gel to fully uh, spectrum multivitamins to go. And so if you want to get that kind of stuff or the beanie I was wearing yesterday or the shirt that he, Liam is wearing currently right now, Go to cannabolics.org and use promo code BENCH for 10% off your order. That's B-E-N-C-H, BENCH, for 10% off your order. Go buy some products. I love it. I put some on this morning. It's a rainy morning here in New York, so, you know, especially when we're getting to that age, you get a little sore, especially joints start hurting. What do you get when it starts raining? What do you get? First, right away, my jaw. I mean, I had jaw problems since I was in 11th grade, but... uh, I know the one time that you... Remember the time when the baseball hit you right in the, in the right? In the oh, jaw? yeah. See, it wasn't even that. It was 11th grade hockey. I got blasted. Now my jaw does this. Oh, yeah. You some sound effects with the mic right there. Yeah, so not great. But uh, no, definitely 100%. On like bad rainy days when you feel it, I feel it right in the jaws. And then it's every, you know, if it's bad, bad in my knees. So throw some uh, soothing freeze gel on that and I feel wonderful. Right? Yeah. I could run a mile right now. I'm sure you can. Probably not, but. I put it on my lower back. Oh, okay. When I was working out. All right, let's get into our major topic. First of all, spring training is upon us, and I'm excited. I'm so happy. Spring training is here. Guys are pitching. Pitchers and catchers are here. The hitters are starting to come. You guys, you know, the Mets are popping up on social media. You have the Garrett Cole sighting with the Yankees. Syndergaard looks huge. What? Syndergaard looks huge. Yeah, Syndergaard looks bigger than he usually does. Um, I'm excited to see. Guys, players are starting to arrive. It's it's exciting. February, March... It's when baseball Wait, starts. Yesterday was uh, pitchers and catches for most uh, for some teams, and then today's for most teams, right? Yeah, and then I mean, over the weekend they had the players were just arriving on their own. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the Mets players are doing that. You saw Brick Porcello, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he was blowing up on social media. Um, let's get into Mookie Betts trade two point So. On Sunday, the Boston Red Sox agreed to terms to modify the trade because of the Bruzar Gratterall situation that he his physical wasn't successful. There is some injury stuff in the past, so they're not really looking forward to getting him. So they decided let's restructure this and try getting a better thing for the for 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 us. Well, the Dodgers absolutely cleaned out. 
they absolutely did a wonderful job for what they wanted to do. They got Mookie Betts. They got David Price, which is the $48 million, which covers half of his remaining $96 million they're taking on, and cash considerations pending medical review. Also, from the Twins, they get Bruce Argratterall, outfielder Luke Rayleigh, and 67th pick in the 2020 draft. It's a lot more than they got last time. They just got oh, yeah. bets and price last time. That was it. Now they added those two other guys from the Twins. It's huge. Red Sox, however, they get Alex Verdugo still. They get infielder Jeter Downs, 21-year-old who reached AA last season in his first year with the Dodgers. He's been a part of the winter deal with the Cincinnati Reds that included Yasiel Puig and Alex oh, Wood. Oh, yes. Okay. That's where Alex Wood and Puig got sent off to Cincinnati. And last year, Downs did pretty well. 24 home runs, 24 stolen bases across the high A and double A. Downs remains the shortstop for now, but it looks like he might end up being moved around to second base, perhaps, maybe the outfield even. Definitely. They're not going to move Xander for him. No, no shot. No. His bat should play, should get him in the lineup. That's how good his oh, bat wow. is. wow, okay. So, you know, as Red Sox fans... You don't know how much longer Bajoy's will be around. He hasn't played a full season in God knows how long. Yeah. So maybe this could be the last year for Pedroia. Maybe I mean he might if if the Red Sox are lucky, he plays fifty games this year. He's been hurt so bad. His injuries have been taking control of his career. But Downs is a guy that could be the future infielder for the Red Sox. And Verdugo's already been playing a corner corner spot, right right field for next season. Jet, Jeter Downs was named after Derek Jeter. How weird is that for the Red Sox fans? They're going to be cheering a guy on, cheering Jeter Downs. Let's go, Jeter. Imagine. Wow, you're right. Yeah, I never would imagine that happening in Boston. No, it's very weird. It's just very, very weird. And they also got catcher uh, Connor Wong from what from – what, uh, Analysts and executives, and also just scouts, see from Connor Wong, most likely will be a a major league backup backup okay. catcher. Not bad. The original version of the deal, of course, was the Red Sox land Gratterall and the Twins. Um, and the the Red Sox got Verdugo. Yep. But you know, it didn't work out because the injuries. But the Red Sox got what they wanted. They got under the luxury tax, and the Red Sox will still have a chance next season to get Mookie Betts in the off season. It isn't like it's not unrealistic and it's not realistic at the same time because it's a lot of money that he wants. He wants four hundred and twenty million over ten, over twelve. I don't know if anyone's going to give him that because after you see, I mean, obviously Bryce Harper, Trump. he got paid big time and yeah. did not produce anywhere near the amount of money. It's crazy because like he had thirty home runs and he drove in a hundred, but two fifty average, whatever it is. But, exactly. But he's not. But he wasn't immediate. Of like an, an immediate uh, blow up start. Well, he wasn't like A Rod's production when he got that three hundred million dollar contract when he was batting two eighty yeah, with you know forty home runs, and then he opted out. Right, Yankees got two seventy five. Yeah, exactly. But, that but he contract. absolutely he matched. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've seen stuff like this where a team trades them away to get prospects or low or their luxury tax, or whatever. And then the offseason they go out and sign them again. Hence the Yankees trading Chapman from the Yankees to the Cubs. Cubs win a world series of Chapman. Does that next offseason He signs a nice, I think five year deal. Yep. Three year, four year deal, whatever it was. Five things five with the Yankees. Also in Cliff Lee in 2010, Cliff Lee was with the Phillies in 09. Yeah. Where, 
excuse me, where they played the Yankees, lost the Yankees in the World Series, signs a nice deal with the Mariners. Oh, he gets traded to the Mariners. <coughs> Call from belong here. <laughs> traded the Mariners in the offseason for prospects. Then he was traded to the Rangers that same year, went to the World Series, and then he resigns for a five-year deal worth, I think, $120 million to the Phillies again. So it's not it's not like these are the most real recent things we've seen in free agency like this. Yeah. It's a genius move if if it pans out. Like for the Yankees, they they got exactly what they wanted. They got Gleber Torres, right? And they got Chapman back the next following year. And now it's a it's a unbelievable win win from, from oh, yeah. Cashman. But the Cubs needed one piece in their bullpen to help them go to the world, like succeed in the postseason and win a World Series, and that was Chapman. He did blow a save in that in the fight in that uh, it was a game seven. Yeah, I think it was game seven of the World Series one. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In twenty sixteen, yeah, it was game seven. So, what are your thoughts on the overall trade? I mean, we still have the Twins also that could, they, they ended up getting Kenta Maeda. There's another minor leaguer uh, later to be named, and they're also getting ten million dollars, which is not bad. Uh, I like the Red Sox return. Yeah, Instead did. of just getting Verdugo and uh, Gratterall, I like them getting Jeter Downs. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, they're going to need a middle infield position in the next uh, you know few years, so I think that's good. And then if you can get a backup catcher, like you know maybe not a stud who's going to start for you, but if you can get someone who's consistent and a backup catcher you can have on the team for 10 years, like just you know come into mind, like John Flaherty, Austin Romine, like these backup catchers I've watched with the Yankees who've had long careers and... You know, for the most part, like did their job and did well. If it pans out, I think it was a good move. John Flaherty, now, that's a name. Oh yeah, that's a name, big time name. So the question really is, what is what team has the most pressure going into next season to win a World Series? Is it the Yankees or the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers. Just the amount of money they spend in free agency, this trade especially. I I mean. You could put the Yankees up there. I'm not saying the Yankees don't have pressure. I think they they probably have the second most or third most pressure in the league, but I think Dodgers run away with it. I think the Dodgers as well. I mean, look, Dodgers, they lost Ryu. They really didn't do anything crazy free agency. They didn't spend a lot of money, but they're going to be spending money in a sense of taking on price. Price's contract. Exactly. This was the big, but they they don't they don't need Price and Betts to get to the World Series. They have the, the roster already. But now you add Betts into that lineup with Bellinger, Muncie, and um, and Jason and, and uh, Justin Turner and Pollock. If Pollock stays healthy for more than eighty games, <laughs> so they have. And uh, you know, mentor, don't mention Kyle, uh, Corey Seager and Gavin Lux, but. Their roster is unbelievable. Yeah, that lineup is stacked. Yeah, and the rotation, it's it, it, if if you really think about it, it should be Bueller one, Kershaw two, Price three, um, and now I'm, uh, uh, Dustin May four or five, and then their other guy, which I'm now forgetting. They don't have Ryu anymore. So That's four oh, Price and Price. What am I talking about? Yeah, so Kershaw, Bueller. Pr- Bueller's right-handed, right-handed. He is a righty. Yeah, so it's Kershaw, um, Price, Gavin, uh, Dustin May is a right-handed pitcher. Yep. Um, Urias. Urias is. He's lefty. Yeah, he's lefty as well. So they have a lot of lefties in the rotation, but they have a lot of young talent. So I think they have the most pressure going into the season, which I think now they have the same odds to win the World Series. The Yankees at seven to two odds to win it. Look, the Yankees did one thing this offseason, and that was just get Garrett Cole. 
That was yeah. it. They needed pitching. And they got... They, they didn't re-sign the Batanzas. Best, the best pitching option out there. Yeah. So they they have the offense. Batanzas will be back. But maybe. I think so. The one year... He has, a, I think, an option for two. Yeah. He'll, he'll go play with the Mets for a year or two and be like, ah... Yeah, notice I need it, to like, start winning. Yeah. <laughs> try. I'm like, take a little pay cut to win. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's get into another other trade that actually didn't happen that originally did happen. Jock it's Peterson clogs our outfield. What clogs our outfield? So that's where we get the point to. So here we go. So the LA, uh, the Angels grew impatient and pulled the deal. Hence, the Dodgers not getting the deal they wanted with Betts, yep. which was conflicting with the Dodgers. So. That might have been a huge factor in it. I think it was the huge factor that if we're not going to get what we want in the trade and we have to wait around for you to finish your trade off. Yep. I think it's a dumb move by Moreno. But so LA needs to drop two guys from their 40 man roster before the trade becomes official. Oh boy. Okay. So still would make sense for the Dodgers to move Peterson who is earning around $7.75 million in 2020. It's, it's like it's just excess money, and also there's no room in the outfield now. So both he and Stripling now will be, remain on the team because Stripling was also traded to the Angels. Yep. Will return to the team that nearly traded them, and with Muncie and Lux at second and Hernandez and Chris Taylor, who also played the infield and outfield, there's a huge situation now. Like, what the hell are they going to do? Who are they going to drop? It's, it's. Do you think Jock will get traded again? I mean, I feel like they have to trade him. It's like this is because, when training starts in a couple weeks. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. But I mean, like, you don't have. I don't. I don't think it would be smart for them to just start releasing guys. Or send him down to the AAA. Like, you got to move these pieces while you have them. Because the, everyone who they're, I guess, looking at cutting outfield-wise, they all can start on other teams. Yeah. So Like, Jock is, is a... I see Jock realistically as a DH. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. DH. But this is a, a, a move that, like... Teams would want Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson isn't a, isn't a horrible player. Not he strikes at all. out a lot, but he hits a lot of home runs. He'd be a great pinch hitter. Yeah, but but that's but he's a he's a starting outfielder. Defensively wise, yeah. Yeah, but you know he needs to start on a team. But the real question is if if you're Jack Peterson, how should you how should you feel for you you know? Coming back to the Dodgers. I mean, definitely weird. It has to be a weird feeling when you get traded and then it doesn't go through. And then your whole mindset is, I mean, you know, he was only going up to Anaheim. So not too far. An hour away. Exactly. An hour away. But it's still got to be a weird feeling about like, like, almost like, damn, like these guys didn't want me. But like, I'm I'm still here because it didn't go through. And it must be very like conflicting feeling because like, oh, at least, you know, they still kept me like. But, but did they really want me? Exactly. But did they really want me? Because I was my names were in trade discussions in the first place. I'd be furious. I'd be so pissed. I mean, the Angels would be a great move to have another power hitter in their lineup. They just got Rendon. They have Trout. Simmons has turned into a pretty pretty good hitter over the last couple of years. And you add Peterson in there, that's a, that's a decent guy. And then you have Upton, too. Yeah, that's it's not, not bad. Upton's not what he used to be, but Upton can still a lot hit power. 20 home runs. 
twenty five home runs. Yeah, but that this is that'd be a great option for the Angels. But like Moreno getting aggravated and not and not doing anything and like pulling out. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the last time he's going to be getting offered a trade. Wow. Okay. And, and also, Stripling's not a bad, not a bad pitcher either. He showed some life last year as a long man, and then also getting some starts here and there. Yep. But I think it's a realistic thing that Peterson definitely get moved again. I don't know about Stripling though, but Peterson, I think he's a lot of trade. He's a lot of a lot of um, trade he, value. Yes. Thank you. A lot. Of tra- couldn't think of it. A lot of trade value. Absolutely. But is it? Can I go off now? Uh, feel free, Taylor. You, you, it's your, you have the floor. It's you, your time. You want to introduce the just the whole the next yeah. Topic? So the MLB came out and they're planning a radical change to postseason play. Of reports I saw, it could happen within the next two years, possibly starting by twenty twenty two. Yeah. So the MLB is seriously weighing expanding postseason from five teams to seven teams in each league. So the team with the best record in its league will get a bye to the divisional series. The second best record gets their first pick of wild card opponent so basically the second best team in the league gets to choose which wild card opponent they want to play and also the matches will be selected on live tv taylor as our resident baseball guy how do you feel about this not good man not good so like here's an example here so okay. last season the astros would have been the al's number one seed based on having the best record in the league while the yankees twins and athletics would have ho- would have hosted three games wild card series style yes so the Yankees, by virtue of their number two seed, would have been charged with the with the assignment of picking their opponent. Okay. In the grouping of five through seven. Yep. Which would have been the Rays and Indians and Red Sox, the teams that were left off the postseason. But they're these are the teams that you know these teams were just shy, like the Indians and they're Red Sox were just shy, right? So. Now, once the Yankees have chosen this first-round opponent, the Twins okay. would have been the number three seed based on the winning their division, would have been chosen between the remaining two teams to set up the best of three series. Then the remaining team would then be matched up with the fourth seed, who would host all three potential games in an opening round. Last season, the Mets D-backs would have been the number six and seven seeds in the NL, respectively, as both teams ended the year on a winning streak and pushed them past the Cubs in the final standings. There's a whole... It keeps going on and on here, but... Look. This is reality TV here. They're making it a live TV. If this actually happens, they, they would make it a, 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 the matchup selection show a live show uh, the last Sunday of the regular season. Once last game on Sunday night is done, they would do this. And this is one of the worst idea Rob, ideas Rob Manfred's ever done. Ever? Ever done. This is a horrible, 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 horrible idea. Better or worse than the robot umpires? Robot umpires are the worst, but this is horrible. <laughs> it's it's so, up there. I mean, I'm not alone. Trevor Bauer said on Twitter at 9.15 last night, which is where I kind of read all this unfolded, no idea who made the new playoff format proposal, but Rob, meaning Rob Manfred, is responsible for releasing it. So I direct, I, I, so this is directly to you, Rob Manfred. 
Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves you absolutely no clue about baseball. That's the, the, you didn't like complete the sentence. You absolutely have no clue about anything about baseball. You're a joke. And I can't agree more, my friend. Damn. I'd love to have this conversation with Trevor Bauer in person or on the phone, whatever. But one of the best things about the MLB postseason is is how hard it is to make it. That's a real thing. And now Manfred wants to make it easier. Bro, baseball is one of the hardest games in the world, right? Yep. You have to hit a small ball going at 100 miles an hour, going in different directions, up, down, left, and right. And the fact that you want to add more teams to this, seven <laughs> total on each side, teams that might not, have, might not really be realistically shouldn't have a, a part in the postseason. Because they're not good. Because Exactly, dude. Imagine the Mets. Mets won 85 games or 84 games last year. They had 25 blown saves, whatever. They, they should have been a playoff team, but they weren't. Exactly. Because they weren't that great. And if whoever, you know, was that second best team, wouldn't you think they would easily just choose the Mets? Because, hey, we know these guys blow saves. Right. Like, And the fact that they want to choose, you can choose yeah. who to play. You're just calling someone out saying you're the crappiest team. We're about yeah, to beat but, okay, you. Okay, so the Yankees are in the number one seed. Or they have the opportunity of choosing, right? Okay. And they, and they choose the worst team. The, wor- the easiest road to the World Series. Yeah. And they won the World Series. Forever, people were going to say it's kind of tainted because you picked the easiest route possible. But wouldn't they have, wouldn't they have had the, an easy route regardless, being a high seed? Or whoever has the, the option of choosing. I mean, I guess you can even pick for matchups. Right. If you're, like, the, you know, if you're a team with a lot of like, left-heavy bats, you're going to well, want to pitch against the starting staff. That's a lot of righties. It's, it's just not the way that baseball or sports should be played. You shouldn't choose who you're playing. Okay. You, you choose who you're playing based on how you play. If you are the best team, you're going to have the option of playing probably the, the the worst team going to the playoffs just because of how it's seeding. You don't, you're not going to actually point and say, I want to play the Mets. I want to play the Rays. That's not how sports work. What sporting what's, What sport does that? None. NHL does not do that. NFL definitely doesn't do it. The NBA doesn't do it. It's a horrible move. You're just, yeah, nothing does it. I'm trying to think. No one does that. I this is this is just another thing that he's trying to do to gear towards the younger audience. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna lose guys and girls. Like our parents' age. Go lose them. Those are the ones buying the tickets for their kids to go to the games. The kids aren't buying tickets to go to the games. True. You're going to lose. You're going to lose me. Oh. And I just turned 25. You're going to lose me. If this stuff starts happening, they don't care about the older generation, right? They care about what? 35 and under. Realistically, yeah, the ones that are social media savvy, they're on social media a lot, that know what's going on around baseball. That's the market they need to capture, right? But you're going to lose a lot of people in that demographic, including myself. Okay. Do you remember when Adam Silver said 
he wanted to do like a mid-season tournament. Yeah, a couple months ago when uh, after Daryl Morey tweeted out the whole China-Hong Kong thing going on. Yeah. Realistically, at the time, we all were triggered and said how dumb it is, which it is. I, I don't like it. You might have other thoughts on that. I didn't hate it. But I think that was more of a cover-up to kind of just put a lot of focus on some sort of idea to kind of cover up the whole Daryl Morey thing, which it did a decent, did okay job. I see where you're going with this. Now you have Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, putting out this horrendous idea. To, it won't take take off the. It won't distract everybody from the Astro scandal entirely, but it would help. It's going to help a little bit. Okay, it's so still be a little PR head. play. Right. The Astros scandal is still hot and heavy oh, yeah. in the news. Red Sox didn't even get the penalties yet. No. And they're they're they still haven't had a manager yet. They're probably gonna they're it's probably gonna be Ron Ranicky, their bench coach, which makes yeah, the so most that, sense yeah. in the world. But this is going to be a horrible move. Horrible move. Players okay. are not liking this already. Do you think it's gonna happen? Look, if it happens. Mark my words. Okay. It's 8.09 in the morning right now. Mark my words. What time? What's the time code right now? I'm clipping it. Don't worry. Mark my words. I am going to say this. The MLB Players Association is not going to like it. The players are not going to like this. If this happens and there's an easier road for more teams to get in, they're not going to like it. Now you say, Taylor, wait. More teams, more opportunities for players to get postseason action. More eyes on the screen. More teams are happy. No. It th- Why change things that haven't been touched in years? Many years. Look, Bud Sealing introduced the wild card during his run, right, in the 90s. One of the better things that they've done to baseball. And Bud Sealing also had a horrible tenure as well. But the fact of the matter is, is that you want to add more teams to a postseason and have a freaking matchup live show just because you want to be a little more interactive with your fan base is, is bullshit. How about you just let your fans repost your content on social media? That's a huge step. Right? The only sport that doesn't do that. It's that easy. Yep. You get penalized from Twitter or Instagram's MLB because of that. Yep. Look, the pitching ninja had to get some sort of clearance. He got banned for a week on Twitter because he wasn't – the gifts were, you know – not regulated by Major League Baseball, and exactly. now he is. You want to appeal to a different or younger demographic? Yeah. That's all you have to do, MLB. Oh, it's that simple. You know what? Here's another thing. But it's too easy, right? Why don't you promote your players better? Yeah. Look, NBA and NFL, they are they are more popular than, than baseball, no doubt about it. But what do they do best? They promote their players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, LeBron James, best athlete in their sport, promotes them crazy amount, right? What are the players get promoted in a ridiculous amount? Anthony Davis. Yep. Zion Williamson, who's played two weeks, three weeks of NBA basketball. Who else? Damian Lillard. You have all these players all around the league from coast to coast getting coverage. NFL's the same thing. But you can't promote Mike Trout. 
the the way that you should, like LeBron. Honestly. There's no there's no excuse anymore. There is none. LeBron's on the West Coast. He's starting at ten o'clock, just like Trout does. Yep. There's no excuse anymore. That's true. Look on the East Coast. You guys promote. You promote the players. You promote Judge. You promoted Betts when he was with the Red Sox. Yep. Harper, Rendon, Alonzo, Degrom. Well, now you got guys over in in the West Coast like Bellinger and Trout, and now Betts. Why you have to promote everybody? You you have to throw millions of dollars at Trout. Not physically at him, but to, like I'm saying, promoting him. Yep. That's going to help you change your game. Not by doing this bullshit. True. I'm so furious over this when I saw it. I thought it was a joke. New York Post reported this first. Then you had Mark Feinstein wrote a great article on MLB.com. Yep. Joel Sherman, uh, he wrote something, tweeted out something. You had Passon and, and everyone, every insider is getting their hands in on this thing and getting their opinion out. And... I haven't really seen what the total opinion was mm-hmm. over baseball, but Bauer. There's a couple of voices in baseball that are pretty active on social media: Stroman, Bauer, Bregman. Those are really the guys that are the most vocal on social media. Yeah, but having Bauer really start and kick this thing off, it's a great move. Because I can tell you this: I'm not happy with it. I want to. What is your opinion now? Um, I mean, I'll, I get what I get. What you don't like it? It's still too early for me to to say I don't like it. I think it's interesting, and I think it's something a little different that might help just by getting more teams involved and hopefully getting more fans involved. But if I'm just looking at it as like a baseball purist, I could see why many people don't like it. Hey, what about this? Would get fans involved and get fans reactions. You yes. get me. You get me excited. Do an, a, a all star draft like Ooh. the NBA does. Okay. Why don't you do that? I mean, they could easily. Easily, you can do your starting nine and a starting pitcher. Yeah. Right. One of those guys is a captain, and they fill out the roster. Dude, it'd be it'd be so cool. And you have either ESPN or most likely MLB Network, the one would take the reins. Yep. You do that. You do the draft live on television. Mm-hmm. You have a split screen like they did with LeBron and Giannis. Yep. So you have to say like it's Trout and Bellinger, right? Okay. And you have them draft. Be awesome. Be, be, it, that's something that would be a lot better for the game. This adding more. Look, they're just trying to make more money. And the funny thing is, they Manfred wants to slow the game down. I mean, absolutely, he wants to speed the game up, right? Yeah. Shorten innings, shorten times, less mountain visits. You're adding more teams to it, which the postseason then lasts, lasts longer. So it's I don't true. understand what you're trying to do here. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's either a cover-up kind of story to help the like help quiet down the Astro scandal, or they're just trying to make more money. It's true. They're trying to make more money when it comes to revenue, ticket sales, whatever you whatever you want to talk about. But I, I really don't think players are going to want to play more games than they have to. All right, I can see that. They need eleven. Sure. They need eleven wins to get to win the World Series. If you're a division winner, if you're a wild card winner, you need twelve. Imagine adding more teams to it. Yeah, that would be a lot going on. Yeah, it'd be a lot going on. 
Or and you're already playing 162. All right, I'm coming around on this. I'm siding more with you on this, Taylor. It's bullshit. Yeah, I think it's five teams. Big. That's all we need. Just keep it that way. Imagine they start changing the, like the freaking the actual like World Series games to like a five game series. Oh jeez, I'll freak out. All right, <laughs> I was actually a lot calmer. I wasn't screaming this time. Let's go to let's go to some football now. All right, Patriots and Brady are in a little pickle here. Brady's announced he'll be testing free agency. Kraft was uh, addressed the whole Brady situation at actually the Oscars at an event. He was actually asked just five words. You know what I want. Will he become a Patriot in the off- at the, during this offseason? Definitely. It's time. Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to pay the man. I think so, too. I think it's a, it'd be a two, three-year deal. $30 million a year or Twenty-five Ooh, a year, something, yeah. something big. Maybe two-year deal, thirty million each. And the biggest biggest headline to come out of this is that the Cowboys are making headlines. They want they want Brady to come to Dallas. Wow, and I guess trade Dak. Dak's it's a free agent. Like they're going to franchise tag him. Yeah, and I'm sure Dak's not happy about that. No, definitely not. What do you want? Forty million, right? What a fucking what a nut I think, job! I think he asked for forty and they countered with thirty. Yeah, he's not worth thirty either. No, he had an unbelievable season. Don't get me wrong. Oh, this is his best season. It makes sense. Contract yeah, great year. contract year, walk year, definitely a great move. Not worth thirty million. No, no. But this Brady situation is about to get really, really juicy. There's yeah. a lot of quarterbacks that are on the free agent list. A lot. I think there's going to be a lot of talk with the Brady thing. Of, oh, he's he's going here. He's looking here. He's talking to there. Honestly, all in all, I think he's just going to end up with the Patriots. See, it's weird because we've, we've heard it from just about everybody in the media over the last three years or so that the relationship between the three of them is very odd. Kraft loves both of them, but the Brady and Belichick relationship seems like it's getting off and on good, not good. Okay. So... Who has more of a sway in it? Is it Belichick or Kraft? It, it, realistically, it should be just Kraft, and he gets the say in it because he's the owner and he's the one cashing the che- and writing checks. But I mean, I do. Do I, you see Belichick? Could, Belichick is a huge. He, he's like a GM. He has a huge um, part in dealing with the Patriots' future. I don't think Belichick is going to be around long enough. To get a new quarterback and groom him and work him into you know being the that the, that guy that Brady has been for the last twenty years. It's definitely be a weird situation. I think he'd be returning back, but it'd be weird to see him in, in like the Dallas Star. Yeah, no, that would be weird. God, it'd be so weird. And imagine we have to face him twice a year. The Giants fans. Ooh, oh, that wouldn't be fun. Would but suck. I don't see that happening. That would suck. All right, another quarterback that is testing free agency is Philip Rivers. Rivers and the Chargers have mutually parted ways. Chargers and Rivers um, have made a decision on Monday with the GM um, has announced basically, look, you know, we need to move on. We, um, he said, I allow allow everyone to put themselves in the best position for success in 2020. Rivers, sixth in the NFL history 
in career passing yards, 59,000, and touchdown passes, which is at 397. He led the Chargers to playoffs six times in the 14 years as a starter, including appearance in the 2007 AFC Championship game. He was originally drafted by the Giants, but then the Giants and Chargers did a swap. Eli Manning for Phil Rivers. Yep. He's basically, he's basically the best quarterback of all time to not play in the Super Bowl. That, oh, not even a question. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, he's super successful. Weirdest throwing motion of all time. But I mean, that the AFC Championship team in 2007, they him and LT. I mean, Damian Tomlinson was, what did he score, 21 touchdowns that year, I think? That was the year he went off. Yeah, a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So potential landing spots I wrote down here. Thoughts on them. Indianapolis Colts. They have Jacoby Brissett. They don't know exactly what they're going to be doing with Brissett in the future. He was hurt last year, didn't play all the season. I think he's a a quarterback that definitely has the talent to start and continue to start. But I don't know if they want to continue on with him because they do have a roster that's that is a is a win now roster. Yeah. And then I had the Tampa Bay Bucks. Jameis Winston's a free agent. Winston had an unbelievable season and a horrible season at the same time. Five thousand passing yards, thirty touchdowns, thirty picks. One of the weirdest seasons ever. Uh, I think they went eight and eight. I want to say, and they have a they have a pretty like talented team. If you really think about it. their defense, led by Shaq Barrett, who. Had eight and a half sacks in like three weeks, four yep. weeks last year. Uh, I think it's a total of like 15 or something like that. Unbelievable player. Their receiving core is out of this world with Godwin and, and Michael and Mike Evans. They have talent. Winston that played decently well. But is it time to move over and maybe try to get into a wild card situation and maybe Philip Rivers at 38 years old could do that? I think the Bucks is the perfect landing spot. Really? It's been reported that Philip Rivers moved his entire family to Florida. It's a lot of kids. I don't think he really wants to be traveling too, too much, especially at this age with all of his kids getting older and such. I could see him staying in Tampa, especially matching up with Bruce Arians, who's a quarterback guy. They also have the 14th pick in this upcoming year's draft. So I could see them maybe taking a quarterback. Maybe they can grab Herbert at 14. It might be a little late. They might have to trade up a little. But if they can grab a young guy, have Rivers kind of mentor him for a year or two, and then you give Arians you know, his quarterback that he wants to... Groom himself. Exactly. Right. Groom and then you know run basically... You know, hopefully for the rest of uh, the rest of his coaching career. Yeah, what does Rivers have? He Rivers has like what a dozen kids, nine. I think nine. Yeah, Jesus, it's a lot of kids. Popping on more kids in Florida, guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> he almost has a kid for every year he's played in the NFL. That's wild, right? He's a very devoted Christian, right? I think he is. Yes, he is. Yes, wait till marriage to start popping out kids, and he can't stop. No, he's pull out he game is children weak. from newborn to sixteen years old. Pull out game is weak. So oh yeah, kids. I don't even think it's it's not even existent. Oh, there's no pull out game <laughs> no. at all. Like Rivers, wrap one up one time. Do imagine paying college for the, for all those kids. I mean, he has the money forever, but imagine that house, nine children, nine different mouths to feed besides yours and your wife's. Two boys, seven girls. Jesus, seven girls. Oh, yep. my God. 
What are their names? Do you know? Yeah. So the sons are Gunner and Peter. Gunner, what a name. And the girls are Claire, Grace, Rebecca, Anna, Sarah, Haley, and Caroline. Those are the whitest names of all time. <laughs> oh, my God. Claire? <laughs> Claire and Grace. Claire and Grace just seem... They, they probably have, like, bright blonde hair. And, you know, they're, like, perfect kids. Uh, confirmed. Confirmed blonde hair? Yes. Damn, good. <laughs> confirmed blonde hair. Confirmed. So the Chargers next season, this 2020 draft, actually, had the sixth picked overall. So what is their option here? I think they have to go out and get a quarterback. I think so. They have Tyrod there. Um, it looks like he'll probably fit there for next year. I think start there. Uh, as they said, they want a mobile QB, but I think it would be smart for them to kind of grab someone in the draft. Having that sixth pick, they have a you know a good selection for the most part. With those first five picks, there's two quarterbacks we dropped off the, the table right away. I heard the Redskins might be trading their second pick, though. Which Chargers might be able to use the jump, jump up a little and grab who they want. Interesting, interesting. So that could be it could be an opportunity there because I know Burrow is going to be and two are going to be gone. Two is probably going to Miami, and then Rosen's going to be back up again. Um, <laughs> poor yeah, Rosen, poor Rosen, man, just really cannot get it together. He really, he really, he's just doesn't have the best situation possible no. at all. So yeah, it's it's definitely a a situation that the Chargers are are fortunate to be in. Yeah. With the sixth pick. I think they're, they're they can maybe go grab a quarterback. I just don't I like I don't like Fromm. I don't like Fromm at all. No. No, not at all. I don't think I think Herbert has a better build, better better I think he's just better overall. I think Eason's better than Fromm. Oh wow, Fromm. okay. And Eason's a is the the potential five, fifth quarterback to come off the board. Yep. I just I just don't think that that Fromm is is consistent enough to be a a legitimate NFL quarterback. Okay. I thought he was I thought he did a great job his first couple of years. Last year this past year he was not great. Not what he was the his first year when or two. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have nightmares for days when him and and what Swift and um what's his name for the running back for the Patriots? Um Oh uh Nick Chubb? No, not Chubb, Chubb not Chubb plays with the Browns. Patriots. Um um Oh my God! Why am I? Oh, uh, having a mental breakdown right now. Patriots running backs. This is embarrassing. Um, I got it. Sony Michelle. Sony. Oh, okay. Yes, they they gave me nightmares when they beat the Oklahoma Sooners. Yes. But I think who's gonna have real nightmares is North Carolina. They're having a horrible season. They're ten and thirteen, and they played another epic, epic Duke North Carolina game on Saturday. We were actually David Buster's. It was a lot right. of fun. We watched on this on the TV screen from here and there. But the final score is ninety-eight, ninety-six. The Blue Devils tied it up with an unbelievable move by which now I'm forgetting his name, but whatever. Um, free throw <coughs> hit off the front rim, rebounded it, scored it. Boom, tied up, overtime again, and then went to overtime. And same thing happened. Missed rebound on on accident this time. They get the rebound, air ball, and midair, alley, in airy, in midair he caught it, put it in the basket. Game over, 98-96 victory. A heartbreaking loss for North Carolina. But is this the best game in this, in this rivalry's 
history. I don't think so. Have haven't you know been so many so many other games in the past. I definitely do think this is one up there. The jerseys were wild. No numbers on the front, just basically straight tonal colors it all the way weird. through. It was really weird. Giant logo on the front. Good game though. I'm gonna have to say the best North Carolina Duke, Duke North Carolina game was Austin Rivers game winner. Oh wow! Okay, that one was unbelievable. Like that was stupid. Yeah. How? I mean, but there's been so many matchups over the years where the players wise, like hands bro, yep. or you had, um, you know, when like Jabbar Parker was very good in college, yeah. Julie Oklavor was pretty good in college, and Reddick was good in college. Yep. Over the past years, playing against um, the Tar Heels, and then, oh, it was Wendell Moore Jr. who made the layup uh, off the offensive rebound. Oh yes, yeah. Um, so it was a sick game. Whether it was like it, like the, the fact to say this is the best ever, I don't think. I think you're right. I mean, they were seven of thirty combined from three. Oh, imagine being that bad, and they scored ninety eight points. Still, it's not great. Um, Carolina missed their last seventeen free throws. Like that can't happen. No, this is a, a such an unrealistic and a weird nightmare dream that for Carolina fans having thirteen losses. Oh yeah, and they're three and nine in conference. Oh, that just doesn't make any sense. Like they're they are at the bottom. It's the last three are Carolina, Miami, and Wake Forest when it comes to the, the ACC, and then Louisville and Duke are, are number one. I think Duke just beat Florida State last night. Yeah, they did. The Duke won seventy to sixty five. Or listen today, it was last night. Whatever. Um. So yeah, uh, very very impressed by the game, but definitely not the best one. No. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be doing – look, that's a timer too. That was perfect. Um, when we come back, we're doing Bench Play of the Week, XFL, Drama in the Building, and a little Oscars talk. Ooh. I did horrible in my picks. Yeah. Way. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So we'll talk about that when we come back. All right, we're back. Special segment of time. You know what it is. Talking bench player of the week. We've got Jordan Clarkson. 29 minutes off the bench, 30 points, six boards, two assists, and a 114, 113 win against the Rockets on Sunday. I think it was I liked I actually I actually liked this move immediately that the Jazz did. Getting yeah. Clarkson. Hundred percent. They need, they definitely need another scoring guard because a lot of the guards they've had this year and even in the past were more playmaking guards. Yeah. So getting someone that, you know, could put the ball in the basket is definitely good. And I mean, amazing night. Definitely, you know, they were underdogs in this game. Yeah. Good win. Harden had a quiet 28, 10, and 10. Ooh. Yeah. So Damn. quiet triple level. But Jordan Clarkson, congratulations. You are being our this week's bench player of the week. Let's go to the XFL. Week one is officially underway. I mean, officially done. Excuse me. Week two is going to be this next weekend. My Dallas Renegades lost 15-9 against the St. Louis No Ideas. I don't even know what St. Louis is. I have no Battle idea. Hawks. Battle Hawks. See, I don't even know. I didn't even watch this game. <laughs> Did not watch this game. I did watch Saturday's games, though. Okay. I watched D.C. D.C. Defenders, pretty good team. Cardell Jones, Cardell, baby. Boy, Cardell kid. Oh, yeah. They, and there's there is some... Um, there's some like 
names that I didn't even recognize at first, but until I was watching. Uh huh. Remember the Reynolds kid from Navy, the quarterback who has the most touchdowns oh, yeah. in college football history. He, he's, he's he's in this league. No way. Um, San Diego State's Humphreys, I think his last name, running back. Oh yes, he okay. had. I think he's like the most rushing yards. I think of all time. Oh wow. For he played at San Diego State. Um, it was definitely there were some cool things about it. The cool things were um, the interaction we got to see from the silent reporters to the players. It was instant. After a turnover, after a big tackle, after a big touchdown pass or touchdown reception or whatever, the reporters on the sideline, like Diana Rossini, she did a great job talking to them. I thought that was pretty cool from what I saw. Um, what do you think of the the kickoff? I like the kickoff. You do? I think it's smart, and I think that's where the NFL is going to transition. You think so? 100%. Because the kickoff's already so dangerous, being you have guys running 50, 60 yards full speed at each other. Like 10 to 11 miles an hour. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, even faster, probably. Yeah. Um, like, we, yeah, we probably run 10, 11. They were on, like, probably almost 20. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, regardless, you have guys flying at each other, blasting each other. Now when you have, you know, both guys lying 10 yards away from each other, it just lessens the amount of like big hits and high speed crashes that guys are getting into, and I think it makes it a little more interesting for the return game too, because it's more of like since everyone's so close, you can set up more blocking schemes and like kind of almost set up a play for the returner. Yeah, create create certain holes exactly. And I would probably think that blocking in the back really wouldn't be a thing anymore, right? I feel like it kind of be hard to block in the back. Right. With guys being so like so close on top of each other. Right. And not as much like open field running. Yeah, I like was, it, though. There were some funny things, though. I mean, there was a receiver lined up, threw up. I don't know if you saw the highlight of that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Funny as hell. You had, um, it was, I think, the Tampa Bay's head coach, which I am not forgetting his name. He wore a double-sided, double-sided uh, head, uh, headset. Oh, yeah. He looked hysterical. Hysterical. I love it. Had the shades on, too. You had um, the refs in the booth upstairs controlling the highlights with an Xbox controller. Yep. What? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. So the winners from this past week are DC beating Seattle 31-19. Houston winning 37-17 against L.A., you had the New York Guardians Let's go. 23 to 3 victory against Tampa Bay, which I think they're definitely the worst team from when I saw the highlights. The Vipers? So, yeah. Yeah. And then St. Louis defeated my Dallas Renegades 15 to 9. 15 to 9. The the New York Guardians, they look they look pretty decent too. It's the, it looks fun, but you don't know how I don't know how long this is going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've heard, they already outsold all of AAF's ticket sales, which is good. Um, and viewership, I'm sure, I'm assuming, too. Yeah, for, so for when I was watching, all oh, the stands look pretty packed. Yeah. It is week one, but still, they look they look pretty packed. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm hoping it lasts. The I, AAF, I like the switch up. The AAF, their opening week, TV-wise, I think they had 2.4 million viewers, which is nothing. No. No, I think that they uh, XFL reached around like 13, I think, which is huge for a league starting up again from their old past. But I really don't think this is going to be as successful as what the XFL wants. Okay. 
the XFL wants to make this its own league. I think eventually it's going to be turning into a minor league system. Okay, I can see that. I mean, Marquette King freaking punted a ball like 85 yards the other day. That's a beautiful punt. Beautiful and then his, punt. his own player rolled on top of it. And what an idiot. Look, this is the, you, can see, you can see that these players are absolutely stupid. Well, I mean, that was a hard one. It looked like it hit the receiver. It went right between his legs, but you got to know. But this is an opportunity for players to get their shot. Look, they don't want to be a, a professional F- XFL players for the rest of their career. Oh, definitely. They don't play in the NFL. Yeah, oh yeah. Look, Marquette King will probably get a job somewhere again. I mean, the fact that he doesn't have a job is wild to me. Honestly, he's a great punter. And he's he a very good punter as well. with, with the Raiders. He's very good. But there's going to be options for guys that get second chances. I mean, there's a guy that um, I think he plays for, I want to say, Houston, I want to say. He's Houston or D.C. The guy tore his ACL three times, and he's getting an, another oh, chance at football. I believe, ooh, I want to say Austin Holly. Yes. his name? Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're Nick right. Nick Holly. Nick Holly. What team was he yeah. on? Uh, he's on the Houston Roughnecks. Okay. He had three torn ACLs and a broken back in the NFL. And now he's getting another chance to play. Four catches, 50 yards, and a win. Look, man, this is, this is another shot for, for players just like that to maybe get an opportunity to play in the NFL. Yep. Now, overall thoughts over the, like, the, the first week. Um, happy that they did well on TV they were nervous for the first half and ending like they were nervous people are not going to watch after that I think they had consistent eyes throughout the whole uh, first first day on Saturday yeah definitely I didn't watch anything on Sunday I watched but I watched both games on Saturday not in its entirety but I did watch it look and now the coverage on ESPN and Fox which is huge yeah oh yeah but um, the funniest thing to come out of this week it was XFL's Wildcats fi- fired their defensive coordinator after one game. Pepper Johnson. That's tough. What a name, though. They're going to hire Salty Johnson next. Salty Johnson. <laughs> That's a dad joke. Uh, yeah, so they just let him go. It was very weird. And then he... And then it looks like... So... He, meanwhile, the linebacker and team captain Anthony Johnson tweeted that his, he's now a free agent. Uh, which I don't know what that means, um, but um, it was so weird. I don't, I, I don't know why I, they they lost thirty seven seventeen. But it's like the week one. Like, why are you firing him to one? Exactly, week? it's early, very early. <laughs> and now you go, now you go find somewhere else now. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're doing there. Weird. All right, we got a drama in the building. What is this one? Drama in the building. We have Joel Embiid. Possibly unhappy in Philly. So last night he Instagrammed a picture of him shushing his own home crowd with the caption, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's the Joker line, right? That is the Joker line. That's right. Jimmy Butler liked the po- the photo and commented, I know a place where villains are welcome. Oh, my God. The drama is this league. Drama right. in the building, baby. So, so maybe Embiid's happy. I mean, I've heard rumors of Philly, you know, possibly having to move Embiid or Simmons because they both just don't fit together. I was, oh, I thought there was no way in hell they move Embiid, but hey. Who do you move first? Who do you move if you have to? I mean, it's hard. I See, I would probably move Embiid Oof. because his injury history scares me. And he's a big man and... I, mean, I, I like Simmons, Simmons have injury history too. No, not really. Not crazy, right? Not no, not not crazy. Not like Embiid. Nothing right, Embiid's like Embiid. had some bad ones, but 
Um, see, because like I, w- I would have said Simmons right off the bat because right. I do not like that he cannot space the floor. That's like if I was a GM or a coach or whatever. That's I, I, I'm big on pace and space. But I would probably have to move him beat because one, he does seem like the problem child out of the two. He's definitely most likely to get injured or have an injury come back between the two. Right. So, I don't think it'll, it's not going to happen this season, but maybe in the off season. Oh boy. Maybe next season come trade deadline. Plays in Miami with Jimmy. <laughs> Holy That'd crap! That'd be a nasty team. But I think as of right now, Philly's a fifth seed. Definitely not where they want to be. They should be a top three seed in the Eastern. Their Conference. record is on the road is horrible. Yeah. I think they have like three wins on the road. Yeah, not Four good. Wins. Their home record is the best in the NBA, arguably. Yeah, they just can't play away from home. They cannot. So they're not great. That's a job in the building. But the wrap-up, Oscars, I did horrible on my list. I forgot to bring my list with me. I think I got, there was 24 categories. I got, I think, 10 right. Seven right. Something like that. Wow, okay. Did you watch any of these movies from, like, the best, like, best picture or... The best picture ones, you had Parasite, Ford and Ferrari, uh, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 1917. I only watched The Irishman. I still want to watch Parasite and Jojo Rabbit. I've watched The Irishman. I've watched Joker. I mean, Marriage Story, we can easily watch. Another Netflix movie. I just haven't done it. It seems like a really depressing movie. It's about divorce, right? I'm not watching. I... I'm po- I'm good vibes only. I only watch movies with good vibes. If it's going to give me stress or anxiety, then I, I'm not going to watch it. it. The 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 way it was made, it it really is like a you're going through a whole divorce settlement. Yeah, I don't want to watch so that. It is so stressful. I'm assuming it's. I mean, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are amazing. Yeah, oh, Adam yeah. Driver's a, a beast of an actor. But Parasite seems like it's going to be. I mean, they're they're now thinking about making a TV show, HBO. Mark Ruffalo being the, being the lead actor. Yeah. Um, but Bong, Bong was the 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 killer last night. Oh, oh yeah. Um, on Sunday night, he won. They won. Parasite won best motion picture, best director. Um, they won um, foreign film and then another one. I best know, original screenplay. Yeah. No one's won foreign film. And direct and best overall picture. An international feature. Yeah, they, they killed it. Yeah, they cleaned up. They cleaned up big time. And then he said like multiple times he wants to black out. I'm getting blacked out tonight. No way. He's like, I, I'm, I'm getting, I don't know if you remember seeing it, but he, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be drinking a lot tonight. Like, what that's what I'm talking about. Good for him. Um, Brad Pitt. He won uh, Best Supporting Actor. Very first time winning an Academy Award after all these years. Being out a ridiculous panel of Hopkins, Tanks, Pesci, and Pacino. Big one. But I don't know if you went... I think you went to bed too early or something like that. That You didn't get to see um, Joaquin Phoenix's speech. I did not see it. Holy shit, it was horrible. It was bad? It started talking about cancel culture first, which was like, good, I guess. Oh, didn't and, he cancel milk or something like that? He canceled milk. Yeah, what? I don't know. What are you doing? He's a very odd guy. I mean, he's, he was trying to tell, like, you know, he apologizing again for being such a, a like, a dick, kind of a dick over the years. And But, like, what are your thoughts about celebrities talking politics and their acceptance speech? I don't like it. Like I think climate change and, and voting and politics. I get it. They have the platform. You kind of, 
You earn the platform. You have, yeah, you have all these eyes looking at you. But no, I don't want to hear that. I don't that's hear something that. that's going to make me turn it off. I really don't want to hear it either. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I really don't want to hear it. I want to hear your amazing speech of how you love your family. If I want to hear politics, I'll watch the debates. Right. I'm not. This is, this is supposed to be an escape from politics, right? Yeah. Like sports. Yep. This is another thing you can escape from reality and watch these Hollywood elites win awards and do performances and be funny on stage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I, I don't want to listen to Joaquin Phoenix for the third thirty five hundredth time <laughs> talking about how cancel culture and climate change are ruining the planet and then he cancels milk out of nowhere. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, other things that kind of came out from this were um, 1917 was snubbed a little bit, but they won Best Visual Effects and uh, Cinematography. Um, but I, I, there's no, there was no host again for the second year in a row. I don't know what your thoughts about that, the last thing. I think there should have been a host this year. It was like there was, there was a performance in the beginning, and then uh. Chris, Steve Martin and Chris Rock came out and talked for 10 minutes. And basically yeah. hosting in the way. There should have been a, like a, an official host, I would have said. I think so, too. Now, I don't know if you know Matthew A. Cherry. He won for animated short film, Hair Love. He used to be a wide receiver for the Bengals. What? Yeah. He used to be... He won for best animated short. So, he played... He was... Undrafted 2004 from Akron. Okay. His career was with Jacksonville Jaguars, Bengals, both in 2004 as a practice squad. But he actually was on the roster in, in 2004 for the Bengals. Practice squad for the Carolina Panthers. And then he went to the Hamburg Sea Devils, which is in Germany, in 2006. And also the Baltimore Ravens in 2006. Oh, wow. Second team all Mid-American Conference honors in 2003. And then he just, he was placed on injury reserve in the end of 2006 and missed the entire season. Um, retired in 2007 to pursue film career. And now he is a uh, Academy Award winner. And tweeted out something like 2012 or something like that. That like, I had something big brewing. Oh, wow. 2015, maybe should hop on and, help and join the party or something like that. That's crazy. And then he won his Academy Award. Go for him. Pretty well. Um, all right, so that's our show. Um, any last words? No, no last words. Go New York Guardians. Shout out Dallas Renegades. Shout out Bob Stoops' advisor. Shout out baseball's, baseball's here. You can go. All right, so that's our podcast. When we come back on Friday, we'll have another one and uh, talk more about CBD and how much I hate Rob Manfred. So, all right. Catch you guys on Friday. Peace.